Hey guys, and welcome to episode 340 of the Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I'm with my co-host, Adam Callum. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Startup Diary. This is where me and Harry jump on the mics and share what it's really like to build a small business. The highs, the lows, all the learnings, and the mistakes in between. Harry. And for anyone that has been with us for a while, Mm -hmm. they know we do... We used to do three regular shows. We then moved to one show a week. And then for the past probably three weeks, we've done no shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the big thing on everyone's mind, probably not anymore because this is not the first time, but is where have we been? What have we been doing? Why have we not done a show? Uh, and just to kind of let everyone know is we have nothing prepared for this episode. So I'm just gonna re- <laughs> I'm just gonna start throwing questions at Adam and just trying to ex- trying to extract some entrepreneurial gold if possible. Well, good luck. Get I'm a just big gonna digger. send that reel out, see what bite I get, and then just. Reel I really it wish in. you could see when people drop off of a show in analytics. That'd be awesome <laughs> because I think everyone. I don't want to see that data because I feel like it would hurt my feelings. <laughs> no, like now I'm pretty sure it's just me and you talking. <laughs> so I guess from my side is where have we been? I think it's that time of year, man, for it, me. It's time of year, but I think we're also coming off the back of, correct me if I'm wrong, it's because we're coming off the back of paternity leave and we've it, it meant that we'd, we'd lost shows that would be in the bank, which normally gives us a buffer, which we really need a buffer because <laughs> we can't always commit to a weekly recording session. Exactly. So I think that coupled with not being able to catch up and being super busy, Super busy. I don't it think so. It's, it's not a good reason, but the truth of the matter is, is but we're, like the other week we were not. We were in office for four hours out yeah. of an entire week. Yeah. So we nearly took the mics up to to Glasgow yeah. to record. But the luggage weight allowance was the thing that that was us. an interesting thing at the airport alone. But I guess October, November, and the first week of December for me, like eighty percent of our contracts. I don't know why it's ended up like this either. Like eighty percent of our contracts like renew, so our brand partnerships. That's really, I would say, interesting or weird because you would think, just from personal experiences, people aren't usually willing to spend money or agree to spending money towards the end of a year, budgets and all Mm -hmm. that. Those sort of justifications. Yep. So a lot of the renewals take place because of our renewal system is sort of like it's on a three month notice period to to do the deals or potentially find the new partner. Um, so what you, you, your point's right. So we'll do the deals, but the contracts might kick off on Jan or Feb, as an example, which is in line with budgets. Okay. Um, that makes and sense. the re- the reason it worked like that actually is because what we tend to do is like do some work, and because we had we had a BDM who's no longer with the company, so I'd be doing the sales. So what I'd do is I'd sell, then go and work on the client's account. Then we'd often go on, so if you look at when everyone starts in the company, mm-hmm. like there's two very specific points. It's either like September, because we're increasing the scope of work for a client, so we, we take someone on in September, or March, because we sort of get the client account set up and realize we're a little bit under-resourced to su- support that account, so then we go and hire some people. So they're the t- they tend to be the places in the, the, the calendar year where people start. So I tend to like go and sell some stuff, do the account, try and grow the account throughout the year, support it, and then have to sort of speak to my board about my budget. Mm. And they're like, well, you need to, you need to like grow 
stuff. Like it needs to grow at them. I'm like, all right. So then I go into sales mode again for about three months. Um, then I go into hiring mode. Then we go into account management mode. And we sort of got like the quarters have ended up just being this cycle. And I'm breaking that right now, to be honest, because we're at the point in the company where, well, there's a load of stuff I could talk about on the show, to be honest. I tend to do the same thing every year, which is take a big, hard reflection on what we've done and try and improve things for the next year. But it's not just that this year. So I've had a professional coach to help me. And then we've just had Kelly come into the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lady called Kelly runs a, uh, a recruitment consultancy slash agency. And basically hiring for us is a, is a nightmare. So Kelly's basically helping us find people within the business over the next, well, from now, basically. There's a number of roles we're trying to fill, and I don't tend to use agencies, but when you really look at the amount of time that we spend on hiring people... Don't tend to is an understatement. Yeah, just like... Completely abstain from. Just, I've never had a good experience. it's It's because... They're always the ones reaching out to you. They're always promising you the world. And they're also, they're also usually expecting their finder's fee bef- well before you can know for sure if the guy they've hired, yeah. guy or girl they've hired, is... They want act- 15% of his salary after he's good. been in the company for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Go fuck yourself. Like, 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 it's just like... I, I, they don't have your made, intentions. Like, I was at heart. trying to be more diplomatic and less aggressive on the shows moving <laughs> forward, but you got me on a. T- I just don't like them. I don't know why. I don't like them. I just got a bad taste in my mouth. Adam, please sit down again. So yeah, Hannah. Um, but got introduced to Kelly um, because uh, she did a lot of the recruitment for on the tools. Yeah, uh, Lee Wilcox, friend friend of the show, um, and they're moving off into Birmingham. So it's sort of like relatively non-competitive. We're sort of going after different people. And she tends to, she's got a great head for culture. Mm-hmm. So what she basically does for the company is like, she understands what, what, we, what we need to fill the spots. Then she writes a job description. Then she does telephone interview for us. Then she does first round interview for us. And we're only seeing candidates that are really a fit for who we need to, who we need to hire. So we save loads of time. And when you look at the time and the cost, you actually go, it's probably worth it. Yeah, already. I mean, tell me if there's more to her process than... Um, than what I've seen but she's not just said Adam I can find you the team you need mm-hmm. she's come in she's sat down with the team she's I, 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 she's obviously doing a bit more of a report on your staff than just figuring out recruitment but yep. but because she's doing a, what is essentially a huge kind of um, what would you call it like a, a bit of piece of research on the team roles where they're at mentally and, and skill wise and things like that she's not just going cool you guys need a new biz dev person I'm going to find yep. you a biz dev guy what what she's actually doing is coming into the company and going cool these are the this is the skill set of the company across the team these are the people that need support like here's the holes we need to fill but but that kind of came as a so I, I was speaking to Kelly and I said here's the roles that I need and there's a number of different roles that we need from like Jan and Feb and I asked her a question I said how do I allow you to do your best work and she was like pay me all the money <laughs> and she was like what do you mean I said I've never had a good experience with an agency and you live I could ju- I could sprint to where she lives from our office 
I put on a bit of timber, so I'd say... I was going to say, you sprint or... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'll fast walk to where she lives (laughs) in two minutes. So I'm like, you're so local. How do we use that as as an advantage to helping us find the best people for the company? And she was like, well, tell me about your team. I said, no. I said, you need to speak to the team. Mm -hmm. I said, because... Some people I might be too close to, to not give an objective view. I says, your job is to find people that fit within our team. To know that, you need to know our team and know our culture. So I paid her, I paid her for this piece of work that she's doing. So she's come in and I said, I want you to understand who we are as a business. I know who I need to hire, uh, but I want to make sure that the people that we bring in, this is the unit that's not changing. These people are coming in. So you need to make sure that they're aware, comfortable, and you find the sort of attitudes that are gonna fit within this culture that we're building here at Expert Trades. So she came in and I'm super interested to hear yeah. how you found that exercise of speaking to someone external about the business and me. Um, interesting. Well it, well, it was funny because it was, I didn't didn't know what you don't get any be. questions so, ahead of time. Yeah. So, you, so you come in, uh, she introduces herself, explains kind of what, what what we're doing, what the process is, and then she just starts kind of asking questions. And like, this is no benefit to anyone that's listening because they can't see, but like my demeanor in the room was initially at the table kind of on elbows, like forward kind of formal. And as it went on, no word of a lie, I got more and more like... I nearly had my feet on the table just be, just because she's super um her demeanor is very relaxed and calm and like she wasn't like asking the questions at you she it was wasn't just, an interview yeah it was a conversation it was it was, it was super informal is probably mm-hmm. the best way to describe it so and she was really good at kind of making you feel relaxed as well give me an idea of some of the questions i know all the questions now by the way so i saw the report um, this morning what's the stuff that that sticks out in your head that you remember her asking because um, I told her what I wanted to get out of it. I didn't tell her what to ask. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, I did not tell her what to ask. I said, here's what I want to achieve. That's cool. That's really smart. So uh, so she asked She asked me, one thing I can remember that she asked me, because I was genuinely in it for like an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, that's what I mean. It was just like chill by the end. It was like, hey, <laughs> tell me about yourself, Kelly. <laughs> um, but like one of the things she said was, um, if Adam could improve... I th- and I might be mis misphrasing here, but it's, it's along these lines. But it's like if 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 Adam could Im, if you could if, if you could, could change, change one thing, thing that Adam, Adam does, <laughs> one thing that he does, or, or something like that. When I saw that business, on the list this morning, I was like, "That's a bold question." Yeah, and I was like, oh, "That's a like the, they're big questions to ask someone that's not prepared because it's like that's a very like." But yeah, so that so that was one of them, um, and then every listener now is is wants to know what you how you answered. Sh- should I say? Yeah, let's go. So, I after probably a good few minutes of thinking, I was like, because it's hard because you kind of with most people, if you just if you say anyone's name, you <laughs> ask me what I want to improve about <laughs> you, and we've got a long show on our hands, buddy. Nor- <laughs> Normally, people don't have anything like that in the bank because you tend to just get on with it. Um, but I, after thinking about the the company, thinking about you, yep. knowing you for a while as well, um, and then thinking about the company and things like that, one of the things I said was um, it was something to do with. I could nearly tell it you word for word. Uh, I can't remember it, being impatient, something like that. So it was like, for example, with decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. 
I think the example I used was we'll plan for something that we're going to do in like a few weeks or a month or whatever and the impatience kicks in and it's like cool we're just going to do it this Friday but like a campaign might need a few a, a week or two to plan yep. and it's like you want, you want to get all this done you want to get all this planned out and done ready for launch in a month but you want to fast track that month to the the end of a week for but example but you did fast follow up with <clears throat> but he's got better oh yeah <laughs> and you know, which made me juggle because that's so in your personality but do you, to... but do you know what do you know what was going through my mind when I said that yeah well no I don't I was, I was thinking about like when I'd come and meet you somewhere and we'd say we'll meet at we'll meet at six and it'll be five fifty seven. Yeah. And I'll get a text from you saying, You're on your way, mate. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, I'm on my way. Like I, I'm gonna be there on time. So like that in my mind that was like, Oh yeah, but he's got so much better. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think I need to digest. So I spent two hours with Kelly this morning going through a lot of the, of the sort of feedback. And Kelly basically, she's a ninja. Like she is top class. Mm. She's ba- I'm basically going to try and bring Kelly into the company. I don't know if Lee still listens to the show. And if he does, he's probably going to share this with Kelly, but oh well. I'm basically going to try and bring Kelly into the company to support me on an ongoing basis with HR. Because I think having someone within the team, because the feedback I've had from everyone else so far is they felt very comfortable speaking to Kelly, mm-hmm. which was great. And some of the feedback that she's collected from the team shows that the people have been honest with Kelly. And that, like, I, I, I told Kelly, I just want the truth. Like, the, the, what made what made me chuckle though, and uh, we we had a <laughs> we chatted about it. Um, I chatted about it with uh, Kat and Danny afterwards, and it was like initially. Or for the first sort of half, you're thinking like, oh, my wording needs to be very choice here because otherwise <laughs> she's going to like, she's she's going to read, like you end up like overanalyzing your own thought process because you're thinking, she's reading my mind. I need to say- Is she typing notes need, at this point? Yeah, all, always. She'd always be like, Lappy was sort of off center. So like she had a direct line to sort of see in that and she'd, she'd ask you a question and then you start talking and it was like- <laughs> and then she'd ask you another question while still typing and I'm like that's a lot of notes for a very short answer that I gave <laughs> so I'd love to see her notes so I'm, I'm basically going to try and bring it so I think it's, it's a really important role for the company and as the CEO of the company the reason I hired a coach is I know my shortcomings mm-hmm. and what I found really interesting is a lot of the stuff that I'm aware of came up very few th- there were some tactical things that came up that I was not expecting as in no one once asked you about the importance of a Monday meeting 80% of the people said what's the one thing they were talking about the business and mm. and they're like the one thing we'd bring back that was really valuable was the Monday morning meetings because it felt like we were inclusive we knew what the team was working on Adam stopped them after a quarter to which Kelly asked me why I said because when I planned it I put 12 of them in the calendar if it's in the calendar it gets done <laughs> when I got to the end of the quarter I realised I'd filled my calendar and then March disappeared yeah I, I realised I'd filled my calendar with other stuff and mm. I had no time so she was like well just put them in for the year I'm like I know I know that now but one of the reasons I also didn't find the time for it is because how I felt they were going I felt people thought they were dragging on not getting value I've seen everyone's comments about mm. it and they're all like, it made us feel like a unit. 
And the thing that I, I kept going through my head this morning was, there's a risk that people think we're just building a company and not building a team. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing on my mind. And it was really interesting because like my coach asked me to write down what matters to me, where I need to spend, where I think my time is best spent. And a lot of that should be with my direct reports and supporting them. And my calendar does not reflect that. So he said, the thing that you need to fix as a priority is the things that you think are important, dedicate time to them and let everything else fit around it. I am hacking my account. I've got meetings in December, in January and Feb that I'm now sending emails to people saying, I'm really sorry. I have overcommitted and overstretched myself and I'm just reviewing my calendar. I need to cancel our meeting. Wow. I hope to be able to research it in the future, but right now I just don't have the capacity. I've never once done that. I just go and be a yes man and do that. And I've realized the downside of me being a yes man, and it's worse this time of year, because everyone says, let's get, it's like a social time, December is for most people, especially probably in all industries, but really in ours. Like everyone wants to do dinners and lunches and meet before Christmas so we can do stuff in the new year. And I've just, I've just got stuff in my calendar. And I'm like, the reason I'm so, we, we, before, this, before the podcast went on, I'm like, I am, I've just been given a day back tomorrow because the client mm. wants to move me. Like it allows me to like go and do some really cool stuff with the team and focus on the business. So a lot of the stuff that's come out of the work with Kelly and my, it's all sort of come into a nice like crescendo of like, this is, it's a buildup of everything. There's a risk of mine that it's going to come back like new year, new us sort of thing because of mm. the timings, which I don't want it to be that. But I, I would actually say that it's probably the, the, Normally with that statement, it is new year, new me, but nothing really changes other mm-hmm. than the day on the calendar. Whereas for the company, new year really is new me in the sense that like we're getting a new office space and like that's a perfect opportunity to kind of new me the whole thing where yeah. we're, 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 whatever it is, whether we're doing Monday meetings again or, or whatever the changes are across the company, but probably January is the ideal the time. time to... To start those things. Yeah. Um, and I think I think one of the biggest things for me right now is I'm doing a lot of learning about the CEO that the CEO and the person that I want to be, but it's not being implemented. It's like theory. It's mm-hmm. like it's in a notepad and I get the concept. So I raise this with my coach and he's like, Okay, we need to get more tactical. He says, I told you, and we spoke about the thing about dropping pennies in a previous show. He says, I told you at the first session is what happens is we dump loads of stuff on the table. And then we start to think about it, talk about it, and action some bits, and we give you some tools. He says, it's this turning point now where we need to get extremely tactical in terms of how you implement the stuff you've learned into your day-to-day life, into your business. So that's what I'm doing right now. So I've got like a two-hour session with him next week. And then we're changing our formats of how we operate together. So rather than doing an hour, we're doing like an hour and a half every other week. He's going to be aware of the business's OKRs and how we're rolling that out. And he's basically going to hold me accountable, not just to the sessions, but taking what I learn and implementing into the business. So I'm really, I'm genuinely really excited. Some of the stuff this morning, and I'm literally going for my watch right now, and I've realized I'm not wearing it because I've built this trigger that we spoke about the other day. Because I fe- this morning I felt myself, I turned the watch like 10 times in this meeting and uh, for people listening, they're thinking, what is he talking about? And there's this thing about like mindfulness 
in terms of like how do you just capture yourself in a moment where you feel yourself just getting uneasy or emotions are going emotions are taking over a little bit and you don't really understand why I, lit, I went to do it then which was really interesting to me so I'm trying to do it more and more often this morning I felt so uncomfortable getting some of that feedback that I think I think the thing that made me feel uncomfortable was why has this not been voiced to me mm. but then I realised it's because I haven't created a channel for that to happen like so I get. I guess for this podcast, in terms of keeping the listeners sane, <laughs> this is what we've been taught. This is what I've been working on right now, and I'm really interested to be in completely open book after I've digested it all and worked out how I'm rolling it out. What have you received from Kelly? Is it like a is it a write up per person, or is it like a a company overview? So I'll, uh, I, I get based on answers or whatever, like. And I get you said you've not seen all of it yet? Yeah, so I get a, I've got a company grouping. So everything yeah. she's learned across the company um, in terms of it, basically her sort of formula for this was if more than 40% of people brought something up or there was a trend across more than 40% mm. of the people, it went into this document. Okay. Um, the outlier stuff or the individual stuff, I'll get to see when she's back. So it's sort of like, and on an individual basis, here's what this person's expecting, here's what they want, mm -hmm. here's what they're struggling with, here's what they want out of the all this. I'll get that as a piece of insight when she's back. So I'm aware of where the company sits right now and there's a lot of work to do. Like, I'm not ashamed to say there's a lot of work to do. However, I'm also really proud that every year we improve and we've done it again. When you say there's a lot of work to do, as in misalignment with the team or... The best way I can summarize it is we're building the right today. It feels like we're building a company mm -hmm. with departments compared to building a team with a mission. Okay. And I am only interested in building a team with a mission. If I want to be part of a company and departments, I'll go and get a better paid job in a larger company and have an easier life. No interest in that whatsoever. Like, I want to build a team with a mission. To do that, it means we have to sort of break down these barriers that we've internally created and make sure that we are aligned as a team and moving towards one mission. That's really, really hard. Like, really hard, because people are hard. But the only thing that makes it enjoyable to come to work is when you're part of a team. I was speaking to Sarah about it. She was like, what do you think is going to come up? And I said, it's this team thing. She was like, what do you mean? I said, well, if you put 11 football players on a pitch, everyone's got the same goal. They're all trying to score. If they don't work as a unit, they're never going to score a goal. And my fear is that everyone kind of knows where we're going, but we don't have this synergy mm. of like working together like a football team. I want us to act like a professional sports team where we rely on each other and we get the job done. And by relying on each other, we actually give each other slack because we know what everyone's doing. We're not all chasing the ball. That's mm. the reason that a defender's not knackered because he's not chasing the ball for 90 minutes. Yep. He knows his job. Football. So that, <laughs> offside. Um, <laughs> so that's the, that's the thing I'm working through right now. That's, I thought about that last night. It compounded with me today. There's a couple of different things that I need to change in the company. Structure, KPIs, discipline. Um, holding people accountable. I tend to pick up the slack she picked me up on it today which is like I always say I, I, I as in like, I need to do this I need to do that better 
and there is a two-way street here like there is a responsibility on the employee mm. as well and i have a tendency to not deal with that and instead just do the work i like to do the work i enjoy it so rather than disciplining i tend to just do the work raise it but then just do the work so there's like a safety net always under the company mm. which shouldn't exist so is once you've had the full report and all that is it down to you to take actions to make changes or does she yes does she give you a it's that, a it's suggestion that. of how to improve this measure so what's really interesting is I've got Kelly and I've got my coach and there's me so there's this triangle of people that I can now bounce off my coach knows where I want to be as a person and as a CEO Kelly understands the culture of the business what's really interesting is me and Kelly have the same coach so we basically speak Conspiracy. to each other <laughs> we basically speak to each other on a really there's a similar we understand mm-hmm. where each other's coming from so it was like we've some of the stuff that she's been being coaching a lot longer than I have but some of the tools that she's using effectively I know and by knowing it it's really interesting because I can respond to it so to answer your question it's it's I'll probably work my coach about defining exactly what I want it's my responsibility to implement it into the team and it's hopefully if I can bring Kelly in to be a bit more involved in the company it'll be her responsibility to hold me accountable down to HR so a process around reviews having someone on call that if a member of the team wants to talk about an HR issue and they might not feel like they can talk to me if someone wants to complain a serious fucking thing if someone wants to complain about you who do they go to I'm sorry I don't understand the question someone wants to complain about me <laughs> someone wants to complain about you you you've you've made an approach <laughs> whoa <laughs> but do you know what I'm saying yeah. is because the team is so close, having that external, the yeah, there, there is there having is someone no... that people open up to, people open up to Kelly. Yeah. I can see it from the comments. Having someone where people can go, cool. And if there is an issue that you just want to speak about, because Kelly, I, I know how professional she is. She might not tell me who it, but she might just tell me that. To this morning, I saw her tell me some really hard facts, and she delivered it in a professional way. Having someone like that that the team can also go to, I think it's invaluable. So. That's what needs to happen. I need to define what I want to change. I also need to define, I know the culture I'm trying to build, but there's a mismatch of how it's being communicated. What's really interesting is everyone externally thinks I'm a ball buster. Internally, you know I'm not. Like, like, I'm not. So there's this perception thing, and I I found that really interesting. Um, So how did you know, how do you know that externally you're a ball buster so there's a couple of comments but one specifically like Kelly never shares what's being dealt with but Kelly knows Lee Wilcox so are you working with Adam and he made a comment saying I can imagine he's a real ball buster and a lot of team are going to tell you that and Kelly was like that's interesting and then she came and told me he was like it's interesting that externally people think you're a ball yeah so so, I found it super interesting Um, because I know what people how people perceive me and I know that's the case so there's a mismatch and I've got to work out why that's the case. I need to have a, I need to digest it and think about it. Um, but overall, there's, there is no downside about having transparency. There's no, there's, I could have been, like, everyone could have called me a like whatever. If that's how everyone feels, <laughs> you're going to beat that one out, aren't you? Like, 
But it doesn't matter because if that's where we are, that's where we are. There's never a downside of, of knowing the information. It's now how we mm. action it and how we deal with it. I'm super motivated. I'm so happy with what we're doing as a business, but I don't just want to build a company. I want to build a team. And that, that's where I'm at. Well, um, let's wrap it up there then. Uh, that was quite informative, interesting, enjoyable. Guys, if you have any questions, <laughs> like when are we going to be back, <laughs> you can email them to startupdiary at nbs.fm. And guys, if this is your first time listening to this show, firstly, you're probably thinking, what on earth? <laughs> but this is where we have these sorts of conversations because as a first-time founder, I know exactly how hard it is. And before you start this journey, you need to know too. It is not all rainbows and unicorns. So do not forget to hit that subscribe button. And it would mean the world to me and Harry if you can go and leave us a review in your podcatcher of choice, specifically if it is iTunes, because it helps new people find the show and helps us climb the charts. And we get motivated by that download number. Thanks for listening. And we will probably see you next week.